Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you find yourself today. Welcome to today's Big Hearted Podcast. Today I am going to again try and stick to my 20 minute solo because you've only got so much time in the world and I want to talk about a topic that I just spent some time with my team talking about and that is photos in family daycare. So sit back, relax, open your mind because I know this is going to trigger some of you and that's okay. This is what we're here to do. Well, this is what I'm here to do anyway, is to push your buttons and uh, really help you to challenge yourself, your thinking and why you do things. So sit back, relax, and let's get into today's podcast episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Hearted Podcast. My name is Victoria Edmund, and I am your host. Our aim here at the Big Hearted Podcast is to nurture a community of heart-centred educators to change the perception and delivery of early childhood education and care in Australia and ultimately around the world. We want you to be inspired by our guests and the topics we bring to you to think of new ways of being as an educator. We want you to feel a sense of belonging via this podcast so that you can engage any time of the day or night in any place that suits you. We want you to become an educator that delivers education from the heart, as we believe this is how we create great change within our world. So join us as we discover new ways to inspire each other here on the Big Hearted Podcast. Okie dokie, here we are. I'm going to talk to you about photos and documentation in family daycare today and I really want you to open your mind and not sit with your first immediate reaction which for a lot of you will be like uh, what the how am I supposed to document without photos so this all came about as a critical reflection question that I asked my team on Sunday and we had a really great discussion around it so we are going to go for the whole month of March without taking a single photo not one photo for documentation There was mixed reviews and responses around the table, but after we talked about it and the reason why we're going to trial this, uh, we got really excited. Uh, And I am super keen to hear what you think about it too. So last year, the new child safety standards, um, sorry, not the new, but there was a child safety standard review that came out in December. If you're on our email list, I sent that out to you last week, but I will also put it into today's show notes so that you can download it and have a look at it yourself if you want to. Um, and I think you should. I think you should have a read of everything that comes out, including this and the ACCC report and everything else that comes out, because this is our professional work and we have to be accountable to this stuff. And this is how we stay ahead of knowing what's coming. So part of what was brought up was because of that evil grub who got caught with uh, child exploitation material on his devices and he had been abusing children uh, that he had access to via uh, his work in early childhood education. So he had images and videos and content from New South Wales, mainly from Queensland, 
but also from overseas as well. So he was caught in August 2022, and I do believe it was through the task force Argos um, that would have uncovered him. Uh, that's a police uh, task force team situated in Brisbane uh, in Queensland, uh, and they busted a mega global ring. So if you want to know more about that, go and search the Children in the Pictures podcast. Uh, very much a big thank you to Carol Booth from Inspired Family Daycare who shared that podcast with me. It's harrowing. It's really harrowing. But it's also will give you a really good idea as to the lengths that these people go to and also the lengths that the police are going to to catch them. So it's just, I just found it really interesting. Uh, it was awful, but it was also fascinating to know how they, they came up with this stuff. So those of you that also listened to last week's podcast with Christy McVie too, I know there was a lot of conversation around how shocking that was and how a lot of educators were then thinking because I touched on the idea of no photographs uh, in family daycare, no personal devices, because that's what's coming into early, uh, long daycare is no personal devices uh, on the floor. So only devices that are owned by the service have no SIMs. So information can't be shared. It's literally just for taking photos. So it got me to thinking beyond that. And it got me to thinking about the way AI is being used now uh, and by those terrible people. Uh, and it got me to thinking that, you know what, none of the children that we care for can give informed consent to have their images put online. None of them can. They cannot give informed consent. And so here we are thinking we're doing this really lovely thing by sharing this information uh, with families and we're putting it on social media and we're advertising our businesses with all the things that we do and how gorgeous the children are and blah, 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 blah. But we don't know what happens to those images once we press post. Once we publish that, we have zero control over who sees them. Even if you have a private Facebook fam, like private Facebook group, um, for your families, you have zero control over who sees these images. You have zero control as to how far and wide these images get shared. So one of your parents might work in a call center and leave themselves logged in on their Facebook page uh, and someone could, of course, someone's starting the lawnmower now. And I'm massively distracted by the huge fluffy cat I just saw outside the window, which I hope comes out to see me when I finish recording because I, I miss my puppy dog and a cat will be the next best thing. Distracted here, sorry. So we have zero control. So one of your families may work in a call centre, for example, and leave themselves accidentally logged into their Facebook page and you go and post all these beautiful pictures of their child in your private Facebook group, yet someone has has access to these and we have no idea who they are. Uh, family members be could be screenshotting these images that include other children, not just their own, and sending overseas. And, you know, like we just have no idea how far this is going and where it's going. So I really wanted to have this conversation with my team because part of what was raised in that review is that the government acknowledges and recognises that 
in the last however long, there has been a push for families to be included every single day in the images and updated via images, sometimes multiple times a day. That push comes from the families. It also comes from the apps that we use that nudge you and tell you to share this, that and the other and you've got to make a post about this and make a post about that and, and all that kind of stuff. So I really... The thing that strikes me as the biggest complaint that educators make all the time is that they're overwhelmed by the amount of documentation and red tape and things that we have to do in our profession. So why why don't we look at that? Like, why don't we really truly look at that and look at who are we documenting for? We don't have to document for the families. Our documentation is for our professional work. It's for us and it's for the children and it's for our service and it's for the department and the last people it is for is for the families, right? We have to document because the government tells us we have to provide a program, we have to prove that we provide this program. It doesn't say how we need to document. So in this review, they acknowledge that they can see the pressure that comes from families and outside to be updating these photos constantly and continuously. And their perspective on it is that it's actually taking away from the supervision of children. Now that's pretty big. That's a pretty big statement. Uh, And they have all the facts and the figures to back that up. So supervision is the greatest cause of risk and injury and harm to children in childcare. Uh, And, you know, rightly so when educators are worried about taking the shot and getting the camera and, and, you know, and I don't think that we should be having eyes on the children 1 billion percent of the time. Hi friend, today's podcast is brought to you by my signature course, The Essential Elements. Are you an educator that's lost your spark, you've lost your confidence, you don't have a massive deal of direction, maybe you're not being supported the way you would like to be supported and there's nothing you can do about that? Well, there is something you can do about it. You can jump onto the wait list for the essential elements because doors open on March the 11th. You get access to a monthly Q&A, a monthly masterclass. There's masterclasses by me, but also guest experts. And the best thing, the most fantastic thing about the essential elements is the community of other educators in there. So these educators are on your wavelength. They're on the same page. They're really interested in what they do. They offer suggestions and ideas. We collaborate together and we just support each other in the most amazing community that I've ever been a part of in early childhood education. So if you want that, if you want to be part of that community, don't wait, jump on the wait list and I can't wait to see you inside. But... If we're too worried about getting the right shot and all the rest of it, like it does take our energy, our awareness and our presence away from the children. So we wanted to, well, I wanted to get my team in front of the the eight ball and we want to be making responses rather than reactions to things that change. So I threw the challenge out to my team to 
document for the whole month of March without photos. And we are all on board with this. And what we've done is we've looked at different ways that we can ease into that over the next couple of weeks. And one of my educators, Nikki Armstrong, shared a play residue group, and that's images of after play. So you might see these wonderful setups that the children have come in and used and you as an educator come along and take a photo of that and then discuss the learning that occurred. So there's so many different ways to observe and document without the use of photos. Recording conversations, you know, dot pointing conversations and just discussing what you see. That is documentation enough. So I know a lot of you are going to go, oh, but my families are going to miss the pictures and blah, 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 blah. Well, they might for a little bit, but you know what? I'm sure they've got a zillion photos of their own children doing weird and wonderful things themselves that they can send to their family members. Why do we need to do that? The children are with us for eight hours a day. Yep. But they've got the rest of the time and weekends and holidays and all that sort of stuff. Like when did taking photographs take over the place of being present and being in the moment with the children? Like uh, my kids, my kids were born in 2001 and 2003, I had to think. <laughs> the end of a day and I've driven for hours so 2001 and 2003 and I I had a digital camera my brother bought me back a digital camera for my Iraq when he did it posted over there he bought me this rigidage back then camera from Dubai and I used to love taking photos but before that I, I've got very few photos of my children and they were on actual photo paper like you had to send them away to or take them to the Kodak shop to get them printed so we didn't take that many photos right and then when the invention of smartphones came about photos exploded and every man and his dog was taking a million zillion photos of everything that they're doing we started documenting our lives via photos it's not like we don't have to do that that is not the expectation of the government and for some of you, your service might be on board with this and be like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's have a look at that. But I take it as in the view of it's primarily for child safety. I never want to be responsible for some filthy person taking an image that I've put up online and doing something abhorrent with it. And then it coming back to be on my shoulders that, well, you put it there. That person didn't give you permission to do that. Yeah, their parent did, but that person didn't. And then they, they see themselves in these awfully changed photos as an adult. And they're horribly embarrassed and humiliated and ashamed by it. So from that perspective... I really want to throw the challenge to you that you really consider, well, how do I document? Why do I document? What do I document? And how do I share that? So there is a document, a booklet that I got from, I'd actually ordered it a couple of years ago, 
and Carol and I were having a conversation and she reminded me of that um, document. So I shared that with my team and I'll put that also in the show notes so that you can have a look. There's over 100 pages of documentation that does not include a single photo. Like it just requires you to, uh, pun intended, come from a different lens. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I crack me up. Um, Come from a different lens or a different angle with your documentation. Like really look at this as a challenge. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself because how many of you do your documentation exactly the same all the time because you're comfortable, you're quick, it's efficient, you can get it done. Bang, ticked that box, off I go. Let's really develop our documentation through this process and really take this as an opportunity to look at how we are documenting these things. Look at why we are documenting what we're doing. Let's really challenge ourselves to discover new things about the children and take the pressure off ourselves and really observe these interrelational relationships. Is that even is that the right terminology? These 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 relationships that the children are building with each other. Let's let's look at that. Let's look at the way they are relating to you, the educator, to other families when they arrive for pickup, to siblings that come in, to your own family that comes in. Let's really start developing this relationship and and the way they show up in the world. Let's really start looking at that. Let's let's get away from the oh they engaged really well with the painting that I put out and oh it was really fun. Well, why don't you deeply look at how they, the, the usage of paint, how they used it, like why did they hold the brush that certain way? Did they have different medium involved in there? Did they bring things from other places? Like, I wonder what that could mean. Let's start looking further how they communicate with their peers at lunchtime, how they are in themselves when they wake up. Let's have a look at these different parts of themselves that show up throughout the day. Let's really look at this differently. Let's look at how they respond to challenge. How how do they cope? When they have a meltdown, let's really track back what was happening before that and see if you can see the trigger. Like you don't have your phone in your hand right now. You are not distracted. Now I know I know that you get on Facebook during the day because you comment on the things that I post. (laughs) So when you're picking up your phone to take a photo, I do it all the time. When I pick up my phone to take a photo or to do something, suddenly I'm on social media and I'm scrolling and I'm looking at things and I'm completely and utterly distracted and you are human and it happens to you too. So if you put your phone away, Like, don't have it on silent. Stick it up on top of the fridge so you don't see it. And if it rings, you answer it. Or if you need to make a phone call, it's easy to get there. Don't have your phone in your space for now. And I throw this challenge out to you. And I know it's going to raise a lot of uh, questions. It's going to make a whole heap of you clench. Like, I don't know that I can do that. Oh, my gosh, it means doing things differently. But come on. 
let's let's step outside the box of comfort. Let's step outside of our comfort zone completely and utterly and really, really, really look at our professional work and challenge ourselves and share with the family. So if you want to jump on this challenge too, I am going to draft an email to send to my families. If you would like a copy, it won't be the same one, but I can do another one for you. If you would like a copy of that, I want you to DM me and let me know uh, and just tell me what you thought of this episode and tell me that you want a copy of it. And I might even actually, do you know what? You can visit beheartededucation.com forward slash document and I will have a letter there that you can download. And so that'll be bigheartededucation.com forward slash document. And that will give you access to the letter that I will draft up. And it won't be there straight up unless I do it tonight, which I might be able to. Uh, And you can send that to your families and let them know why you're doing and what you're doing. Uh, And that will be really exciting to see if you step up for the challenge. So, yeah, that's what I want to throw out for you this week. And guess what? I've come in under 20 minutes. How on earth did I do that? So on that note, friend, I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions. I'd love to hear you how you go in the month of March and see how this pans out for you and see the differences that you notice in your practice and the way you do things and why you do things. And I can't wait to see the positive and hear the challenges that came up and hear how you've worked through them. So beautiful people, you go forth and have a magical day and I will see you in the very near future somewhere along the line. Big love to you today. Hi friend, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's episode. When we work on our own, we can sometimes be in a silo. So having new perspectives and different ways of looking at things is vitally important for the growth of our individual selves and our professional selves as well. We love feedback, so if you felt compelled to share what you thought of today's podcast, we would love to read your thoughts. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcast. That helps our podcast to get out to the wider community. And the more that hear what we have to share, we think the better it is. Thanks so much, friend. We'll see you next time. Till then, big love.